This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey guys, it's Emma. And Maggie. And welcome back to another episode of Love You Bye. Today we have a very good friend of ours on the show. She's a phenomenal stylist who specializes in creative direction, editorials, sourcing vintage clothing, and personal shopping. She has incredible clients such as Lauren Everts Bostic, Marianne Hewitt, Miranda Kerr, Frankie's Bikinis, Vogue, and many more. Please welcome to the show, Emily Lafitte. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're so excited I'm to so have excited. you. <laughs> So before we get into the episode, we have so much that we're going to touch on. I'm very excited. Like I was even saying to you guys before we started recording, I'm even going to be taking personal notes. Me for this. too. So <laughs> I'm so excited. But before we get into it, we always start off with our peak and our pit of the week, which is just your highest and lowest point, like something that's happened to you this week. And since you're the guest, you can start first. Oh okay. So I think my peak was actually yesterday there was one of my clients is summer fridays which is a amazing skincare company and um they had an event for their latest product drop which was the rich cushion cream and they did this insane event that was in a gallery and like all of the campaign images were all over the walls and there was this you know projector and it was a really crazy thing but in one of the rooms on the wall, it was like all the credits. And it was just really cool seeing, you know, my name on the wall. It just felt very cool to see that and all of our hard work displayed. And it was just really fun to see. So I think that was my peak of the week. And my pit is that I've been getting crazy migraines and they started. I've never had one in my life until like three, four months ago. And now I get two a month every month. And yeah, so I've been trying to like learn how to work through them because usually they fall on a day where I have to work and it's just really not fun. So that's been my pit of this week. It's, you know, but weird. I have to figure it out because clearly something's going on. Yeah, that's so weird. And also just yeah, one of those things where you normally don't get often. So when it does happen, it's like the worst yeah. feeling. Oh yeah, the worst and you know when it's coming because of that, like, aura, you know? The yeah. Big, like, it blocks your entire vision, and it, it's so scary. But anyway, so that's my pit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is there anything you can take okay. for that? Um, I mean, Excedrin, but I'm so sensitive to medications, and I'm so afraid of, like, having an adverse reaction to something because I have from those random things. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take Tylenol extra strength or something and drink maybe like a little caffeine and water. But I don't know. It's the weirdest thing to come out of nowhere and then then be so consistent. Yeah. So. I wonder if it's like stress or something, if you've been busier or what it Probably. is. That's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> what's your guys's? Do you mm. want to go first or do yeah. you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So my peak has definitely been that we've been in Oregon for the past week and we're in Lake Oswego right now and it's beautiful like I would never have ever chosen to come to Oregon on my own so we came here because Emma's fiance is from here and we now that we all like hang out and stuff we have so many friends here so his family's here a bunch of his friends and we have like a lake house and it's just so beautiful in the little town that we're staying in looks like a little fairy tale town like it's so cute the trees are so tall Stop. and like the buildings are so pretty and like there's just green trees everywhere and it literally reminds me of like a movie with like little fairies flying around and like little gnomes running around in the so cute woods like it's so <laughs> cute here I love it but my pit is that I miss Milo so much like Aww. he was supposed to come but my brother was like you think he's going to do well on a six-hour flight? And I was like, I think he'll be fine. Like, I want him to come. We have a house. Like, we're just going to be hanging out. There's no reason why he wouldn't be able to come. Like, he can just come in the carry-on. And he was like, no. I think it's going to stress him out. 
I'll just watch him. I'll stay at your house and watch him. I was like, okay, honestly, if you want to, then you can, because I also don't want to scare him by like bringing him on the plane. I don't know. So I was like, whatever, you can just watch him, but I miss him so much. I like, can't wait to go home and just snuggle with him. The best feeling ever is coming home to your dog. Like there's no better feeling. Has Milo ever been on a plane? No, but I want to start bringing him when I travel. Cause like he's so yeah. small. He's so small. He'd be so easy. And I just so much easier, him. but it may be a lot for his first plane ride to I be, know. A, to be six, six, to be six hours. hours. Yeah. I didn't realize that Boston to Oregon was six hours. I guess that makes sense. Cause I mean, it's, yeah coast to coast yeah entire like yeah but i don't know why i felt like that would be shorter but no it makes sense yeah yeah that's a long flight to for like his first ever i know trip i've been just sitting on tiktok like watching videos of dogs and like getting really sad <laughs> no i'll just start crying randomly if i see anything any you know any sad thing about a dog i like have to throw my phone because i can't deal with it i know and then i run and hug bowie because i'm like no they're just so sweet and they just all they do is love you and they can't talk and it's just unconditionally it's like yeah i could go on and on for this entire podcast about how much i love my dogs (laughs) (laughs) emma what is yours okay my my peak is Similar to yours, Maggie, obviously being in Oregon, I feel like it's been so fun being on the lake. And then also yesterday, we went to two wineries, which I've been to Napa before, but like when we were in Napa, the weather was kind of like rainy, so we kind of didn't really do anything and like barely like went wine tasting. But I feel like yesterday was so fun. We went to two different wineries and we just had so much fun. And we like took a sprinter van. Yeah, a we really were like just day. like hanging out. Um, so I feel like that oh, was like I a lot of that. fun. Yeah. And then wine tasting is the best. So much fun. And so the fun. wine was so good. And then because like the last one I went to in Napa, like the wine was like okay. Like yeah. I feel like it was really good yesterday. Um, anyway, my pit is this isn't really even a pit because this isn't bad. It's a little stressful, but not stressful because it's not really like I, it's not like on me but we completely like switched up not like the date or anything but we switched up our wedding plan so we had like one plan beforehand where we were gonna have like two wedding venues in one day but now we're only having one wedding venue which makes it a lot simpler and easier and we have a wedding planner who's taking care of it but at first like we had we kind of were like in the mix of like already planning things like we just kind of had to like contact vendors and do that type of stuff but it completely switched but it's okay though so yeah at least it's early on in the I know process, it's so early so and it's, it's like, not late it's not like you're yeah. but through. I just like it's like coming up on the weekend I my wedding planner is like in and out of the office today so like I don't have a call with him until next week so I'm kind of sitting here like thinking about it because I haven't told the planner yet okay yeah so it's no, like that's stressful <laughs> yeah I mean, obviously it's exciting but like I think the whole idea of planning a wedding in general you want all these things to go perfectly and, yeah you know, it's, there's so many aspects of it oh my gosh there's so much I don't even it. realize <laughs> yeah and so yeah I mean that makes it stressful for sure but you know balances out with the excitement yeah so, that's yeah. so true that's my peak and pit today Okay, so, Emily. Yes. Tell us about yourself for the listeners who don't know you and you just talk about your background and how you got started in the styling industry, like from where you started to like where you are now. Okay, so let's see. I went to school, I went to college university at USC in LA and I studied communication and I was going through school and didn't really you know know exactly what I wanted to do but ever since I was younger I always knew that I loved fashion and I feel like you know adults when you're younger mentors always say that your career should be what you do in your free time like what you actually love if you can if that works out you know that's like in the ideal world you do something that you do on the side anyway to make money so um I just knew I loved fashion and I think I was a junior in college when I was I think I was like stalking Kylie Jenner on Instagram or something and I was just kind of looking at 
her red carpet photos that she had posted. And I tapped on her photo to see who she tagged in it. And she tagged her stylist. And I clicked on her and I was like, obviously styles have been around for a long time. But, you know, Rachel Zoe had, you know, was kind of like the very first person for it to become this like public job that people were really interested in and aware of. But I guess I just didn't really ever think about it until my junior year of college, I clicked on Jill and I was like, wow, you can dress people for a living. That's crazy. That sounds like something that I would love to do. I followed Jill and I was following other stylists that I loved their style or whose style I loved. And I was like, you know, maybe I should just reach out to a few people and see if they, you know, randomly need interns to help. And when I was emailing, the assistants asking to see if there was positions, I had no idea what that entailed at all. Like, it looks so glamorous from the outside. You're seeing red carpets, you're seeing gowns, you're seeing super cool, you know, people doing cool things. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this is probably so fun and, (laughs) you know, like glamorous, like I said. Um, Long story short, I got an email back from Jill's team, who I had found from Kylie's photo, and they said that they needed an intern and I think I started three days later with them and um, was thrown right in to you know the circus that styling is and I learned super quickly that it's not at all what it seems and I don't mean that in a bad way it's just there's so much more to it than oh like let's put a dress and some shoes on and like call it a day um, so that was my real start into the styling world um was my junior in college um interning for Jill and I learned so much there more than I ever would have thought that I learned and I think I was working for her for nine ten months I would say almost a year and I stopped because I the hours were just a little crazy and I was still full-time student so I needed to finish school And then, of course, I graduated in the middle of COVID in 2020, and nobody was hiring. (laughs) Like, it was not ideal, and obviously, everyone felt the pressure of that year, whether you were just graduating, whether you were starting school, whether, you know. And so I had been emailing um, stylists, seeing if they needed full-time assistance, because, you know, when you obviously finish college, it's ideal to have a job and to start right away and kind of dive into real life. (laughs) Um, But no one was hiring and I got really discouraged. I was like, how am I supposed to break into this? This is for sure what I want to do, but how am I supposed to gain any experience when, you know, no one has a position to offer because no one's working right now. No one's doing red carpets. Everyone's at home in sweatpants. No one's going anywhere. And if they are like, you know, it was, it was very, strange but here's where you come in Maggie (laughs) um you actually said to me because I was kind of telling you about everything that was going on I was like you know I really just don't know what to do about it and you said you should just start like posting your own outfits on Instagram and you should just start styling friends and like style me and so I started kind of just doing it for fun we did it the first time was for your birthday weekend in Malibu that was like the first time we had like I remember it was like four or five outfits and I was like just tell me what to get because like obviously I'm coming for your birthday and I'll buy everything and then obviously just post it and in your outfits and I remember on the way to your dinner at Giorgio Baldi we were having a conversation in the back of the Uber and you told me the exact story like it's just so hard because of COVID and no one's working and doing anything. And yeah, I just remember being like, honestly, maybe it's meant to be because maybe you're just not meant to work for anybody else. And that's why it's not working out. And you said that to me verbatim, which is so crazy. I know we were just talking about this like a month ago, how full circle it all is. But yeah, you suggested to me that I just start posting outfits and I would send you things to buy. And the way that it really started like I cannot even express the appreciation I have for you even just tagging me in photos that I had dressed you in and same with Emma like 
anytime it really is crazy how far a tag can go because then it people start seeing it and you know it really kind of just snowballed from there honestly but that literally was my entry into styling was kind of saying okay if no one can hire me right now then I'm just gonna start doing this on my own for fun and from there I had a few people reach out to me to do virtual styling because we were still you know in COVID and no one was meeting up to do anything um which gave me I think a little bit of an advantage because I was styling people all over the world so it was I had a client in Germany I had two in London some in um Nashville one in New York like so it you know made it that I could work with different people and with different styles and different ages and it it was really really cool so I started doing that virtually and um it's so funny to like think back to how this all really started because it all happened so fast and so naturally like I swear it's the importance of being tagged in something and another person tags you and another person tags you and then it becomes word of mouth and then next thing you know it's like wait this is my career now and now yeah and you never know literally happened that fast you never know who's gonna like who follows who or who looks at whose content so the fact that you were also virtually styling people all over the world then that opens you up to such a larger audience that you may never had the chance to even be exposed to if it had just been in LA yeah yep for sure also feel like I have to be cautious in saying that there's this um idea or I guess <laughs> tradition I'll say of like it when you're in the styling world you generally assist somebody for years because that's how you really gain all your experience and that's how you learn what you need to know um it's how you make connections and all that so it's you know I think I just had a very like I would say lucky because of timing, but you know, I, I don't want to discredit people who have kind of done it in the more, um, I guess, normal way of assisting for a long time and like really going through the ropes with somebody else. I think that's super valuable. And I'm still having to teach myself stuff now because I didn't have that experience that I would have for sure gained from. But yeah, I just wanted to say like, Obviously, there's different ways that people do it and people get into it, but mine is for sure unique, and I know that. So, and it was lucky. like had to do also with the time that you started. For sure, it was like such yep. a crazy time of life, and I feel like also you're still so young, so you will have the time to yeah. grow and experience yeah. and like be with your clients for years and years and years. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So sorry, that was like a very long-winded answer to your no, question. No, I love it. I feel like it was. That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> The whole thing was a little bit of a whirlwind, but yes. Wait, I have a question before we get into, like, before we move on to other topics. Um, Mm -hmm. Since this is just, this is, like, completely off of, like, topic, not really off topic, but since you are a stylist when it comes to, like, obviously, like, you also got engaged, like, and now now Mm -hmm. that I got engaged, I'm thinking about, like, my wedding and thinking about, like... yeah what I'm going to wear for like the rehearsal dinner, what I am, how I'm going to style like the wedding dress that I like, what jewelry, all that type of stuff, like shoes and whatever. Yeah. Are you doing that? Like, are you choosing your stuff like on your own since you do that as a living or are you, are you going to have someone help you? No, I am for sure going to do it on my own. I, it like really just excites me. Yeah. And I think it's so fun to, you know, I spend so much time looking, not necessarily for wedding stuff for other people, but I just spend so much time searching for these really special things for others. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's cool that, you know, this is like an event of a lifetime. So you can, you have an excuse to also find something insanely special or rare or really cool. So I'm excited to do it on my own. But I say that now. And I honestly, I haven't like started looking for that stuff. I, I've Although I have bought one thing. I think I showed it to you guys. I can't remember. Yes, you did. Um, But... I say that I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited to start looking for all that for myself. I think it's a little daunting too because there's so much stuff yeah. and so many different ways that you could go that maybe I'll <laughs> end up having someone help me. But as of now, I'm saying that I'm going to do it all on my own. That's that so cool though that you could just it, so. do it on your own and you have like the 
you have the utilities to be able to like source things and like find things. And, yeah. Yeah. I've got some things in my toolbox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi guys, just taking a quick break from the show to hear from our sponsors at Truly Hard Seltzer. If you've been listening to the show, you know how much we love everything about summer. The beach days, the barbecues, vacations to the Cape, it's our absolute favorite time of year. When we're planning a summer vacation with all of our friends, one of the essentials is making sure we pack the coolers full of snacks for the beach and cold, refreshing beverages. That's why Truly Hard Seltzers are one of our go-to summer drinks. They're made with a hint of real fruit juice, which makes each flavor distinct and delicious. Each can only has 100 calories and one gram of sugar, so they're super light and endlessly drinkable. Lately, we've been loving the Truly Berry Mix Pack. It has fun new flavors like blueberry and strawberry lime and the classic wild berry, which has always been MNI's favorite flavor. We drink it every time we go to a Celtics game. Truly has so many flavor packs, it's impossible to get bored because there's always a new variety to try. The red, white, and true pack is perfect to bring to your Labor Day weekend barbecue, and the grapefruit and orange flavors in the new citrus pack make me feel like I'm sipping a mimosa. Whenever we're having friends over, I always grab a pack of Trulies because they're such a crowd favorite and there's a flavor for every occasion. Compliment your perfect summer day with Truly Hard Seltzer and see what the lightly fantastic life is all about. Please drink responsibly. So you do a lot of personal styling for your clients, but also you do, what would you call it, like creative? So I would say, like my title is in general, a personal shopper and stylist, but I think the word stylist also can mean that you're helping somebody almost not necessarily rebrand, but create who they want to be because I feel like clothes are maybe the number one way, you know, that somebody expresses themselves and like shows who they are and how they like I said, want to express themselves. So I think being a stylist in general is a little bit of a personal creative director. Um, But in terms of my title, it is personal shopper and stylist. So, yeah. And so what does that process look like from start to finish? Like when you talk to the client, can you just bring us through the whole entire process? Like, do you guys make an inspo board together? Like, how does it just look from when you meet to like what you guys create together and come up with and how you get the clothes and the whole entire process from start to finish when working with Um, one of your clients? So it really depends because it differs quite a bit from a new client to someone who I've been working with for a long time, obviously. Um, So if you're a new client to me, I think it's super important to get on a call with them Um, and have them send me as many inspo photos as humanly possible. And that way I can really get a good idea of, you know, what they're going for, even photos of things that they don't love. Like that's also really helpful too, to kind of eliminate certain styles that they don't love. Um, But it's kind of like going to get your hair done. You can explain something to somebody and say, I want long layers and blonde highlights like okay what does that actually mean because someone could do your hair with that description and it could look one way and someone could do it in a completely opposite way and it still is you know long layers and blonde highlights right so that's why i think photo inspo is so important because there's not a lot of room for error when someone's showing you exactly the type of vibe that they want. So I wouldn't say we make like actual mood boards um, just because of, it's just easier to kind of get like in a flow and a text conversation, um, sending things back and forth to each other. But that is super, super helpful when I first start with somebody. And then I think as you work with people, you start to really get to know each other and getting dressed and clothing is such an intimate thing that I think you like learn how one another works super quickly actually and you they could put one thing on and they're like no absolutely not and you're like okay let's change next thing and they're like wow okay this is something and you already just like hacked off an entire you know (laughs) style of something that you now you know that they don't like so it's really trial and error and working with somebody for a good amount of time to actually understand what they want but I, I haven't really answered your question only because it's 
it really depends on the person and what they're looking for and what they want. When it comes to getting the clothing for your clients, do they buy the clothing and keep it? Or is it the type of thing where you have clothing that they will borrow? Because I see sometimes people like borrowing clothes from a stylist and then they have to give it back, like purses, shoes, stuff like that. Okay, so I guess I'll speak for myself and myself only, but I am more so a personal shopper and stylist, which means that I don't work a lot with um, PR or showrooms. I instead basically bring a curated boutique, I guess, to somebody's house based on what they've told me that they want. And they are, when they're looking through a rack, they're literally, I mean, looking through to shop. And then we, and then they pull what they want and then they purchase the pieces. Obviously in some cases, you know, whether it's for an editorial or it's a red carpet or an appearance, um, you know, depending on what the appearance is and who the client is in that case, you will do, um, that kind of like borrowing situation that you're talking about. But I, for sure, I would say like 90% of the time it's personal shopping and the other 10% is like the editorial appearances. And not to say that I, you know, won't ever get more into that. I just have really been loving the personal shopping world because I feel like you have so much more freedom and so many more things available to you. Um, Cause like when you're requesting something to borrow, nine times out of ten it's not available and they send you something that's like similar but it's like not exactly what you want and that happens a lot so I find it more fun to do personal shopping personally and that's just honestly how um I think I've become known amongst my clients and their friends who they recommend me to so I feel like it's just kind of kept at that um because that's just what I've been doing And yeah, so there's for sure stylists who don't do the personal shopping side at all and only do the, you know, appearances and showroom polls and PR polls and all that. But I tend to stick to the other side of things. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that would be so fun. Just like you basically bring like a store to their house in their living room and you're just like, okay, let's make some outfits. What do you like? What do you don't? What do you not like? Yeah, it's so fun. And it's like you know, dressing a Barbie basically. And you get to like live vicariously through these people and what they're wearing. And it's like, it's such a cool experience, you know, like seeing some things that I would have never been able to see if it weren't for, you know, you know what I mean? It's really cool. It's really fun. Yeah. So aside from what you do and the styling and personal shopping and stuff like that, what are some trends since you obviously are always looking at like the new up and coming things and just fashion as a whole what trends do you see that are popping starting to pop up now that you like are predicting are going to be big with the like within the next year so like fall winter spring summer next year what do you think I think actually like color blocking with opposite colors is going to be really big whether that's like pairing like blue and orange or red and green or like you know odd color combinations I think is actually going to be a big trend in fall and winter with knits and coats and um all that but just using different colors and bright colors like color blocking bright colors I think is going to be a big thing um I also think this trend of I honestly really don't like that people are calling it this old money trend. All it is is less is more. Less is more classy. Yeah, classics. I think that's going to stick around for a long time, which I am so happy about because I just love it. I feel like it's comfortable. Everyone looks chic and great. And obviously there's ways that you can twist it and make it your own and more fun. But I I just really do agree in general with everything that less is more. Um, And I think that's going to stick around for sure for the next couple seasons because we've really only seen it in spring and summer so far. So it's going to translate for sure into fall and winter and probably through the next spring and summer as well. 
Um, and I hope it stays because, you know, if you look at trends in the past, like they stay around for a long time and then they go away for five, 10 years and then they come right back. So hopefully this will stick. I also think it has a lot to do with the kind of sustainability mindset that a lot of our generation is in where, you know, I think people are leaning away from buying, buying, buying for every single trend and, you know, throwing it away when you're done basically or just giving it away or, you know, I think people purchasing higher quality pieces with the intention to keep them around for a long time plays into that whole classic look like less is more thing. So I think that is all connected, which is all great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say those are kind of, I think sheer is still going to be around in like different ways, but I'm also seeing a lot of pops of red. I think red is going to be a really big trend in fall and winter. So that's my prediction. Oh, you love that's that. That's my past, guys. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I agree with the classic style right now yeah. and like the less is more because in the past, like every any trip I would go on, I'd be like, oh my God, I need to buy a whole new wardrobe for this trip. Same. Like, it makes yeah. your life so much easier. You can get something like one really good quality piece. Say it's like a cashmere sweater and you can bring yeah. it with you and wear it so many different ways. Oh my gosh, it just... I feel like like investing in really good basics and being able to wear them with all different outfits I feel like is super helpful and easy. Yes. Oh, which goes Which into I was going to ask where do you love to shop for clothing basics? So first, yes, where do you love to shop for clothing basics? Like your go-to um, stores. Okay, let's see. Well, I guess first I'll list out what I would say my closet staples basics are part two well we also were going to say what are your must-haves for a capsule wardrobe so you can do brands for your capsule wardrobe and do clothing i would say and shoes okay and even accessories so yeah everything well to answer the first question that emma just asked i would say where i shop for basics the most my favorite white t-shirts are from Redone and I always um true to size for me in t-shirts from Redone love 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 the RLT um white baby tee I am like always in a white t-shirt that is without fail you're gonna see me in a white t-shirt and I'm okay with that (laughs) like there's nothing wrong with a white t-shirt but I cannot live without I have so many it's embarrassing um Keep them crisp, you know. Those are my favorites, I would say. I also love a goldie. Is that how you say it? People say a gold. People say a goldie. People say a gold. <laughs> I say I a, goldie. a goldie. I say a goldie. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Love their t-shirts because there's kind of some fun cuts that um, are different than just like your normal t-shirt, but they're still really crisp and white and chic and all that. Also love Lisette for t-shirts great t-shirts <laughs> t-shirts the way I said that. <laughs> t-shirts t-shirts okay then jeans are I would consider a basic for me because I'm always in jeans um I have stayed tried and true to denim by Orly you guys know this yeah, uh, for years the now Levi's. shout out Orly love you best vintage Levi's ever and I actually really don't find myself wearing any other jeans other than vintage Levi's. I just have accumulated so many <laughs> at this point, but they each serve a different purpose. I think that's really key to a capsule wardrobe that you're kind of mentioning. Someone could tell you to buy a pair of jeans that you love, but I think the way to like really switch it up is to have a pair of jeans um, in a few different shapes. So one maybe is tight and high-waisted and looks super good on your butt with like a little ankle crop. Their next pair maybe is baggy and slouchy and has the perfect crotch drop, you know, that type of vibe. Maybe one's charcoal, maybe one's blue. Um, Maybe the other one is more of like a fit and flare wide leg and that is like a whole different vibe, but they're all jeans. So, you know, jeans is a very general term. So I think having a few styles and maybe like slowly purchasing um, a new style of jean whenever you want or whenever you can is really smart because it can completely change the look from one style of jean to the next. 
And I would say, unfortunately, I really love Kate jeans. They're definitely a splurge, but they are some of my favorite jeans and vintage Levi's, like I said. Um, let's see. I do love redone for jeans as well. Okay, other basics. I would say a great belt is super necessary. I don't think there's any right or wrong place to get a belt. You can thrift one for $5 and it's the most gorgeous belt you've ever seen. Kate has amazing belts that are super pricey. So you can get the same look though for, from a vintage one. I don't think there's any right or wrong place to get a belt, but I would say a black belt is for sure a staple of mine with gold and silver hardware, both of them, depending on your accessories. I feel like I'm combining this answer no, I you guys asked me no, I, two separate yeah. questions, and I feel like I'm but they answering go them together. in yeah. an odd way. Okay, let's see. Um, shoes. I think shoes is where it becomes a bit more of a personal thing because some people refuse to wear heels, and it's not their thing, which is great. And some people wear heels to every single thing that they go to, whether it's like the grocery store or a meeting or whatever. So. I think that's where tying in your own personal style comes in. Um, personally, I I think nine times out of 10, I'm wearing ballet flats right now. I love them so much with like a baggy jean and a white t-shirt, surprise, surprise. And yeah, I also love a little slingback Chanel. Um, so those are my favorite shoes right now obviously love a sneaker I'm not really a high heel girl it's either going to be a flat or like a little baby sling back something but um yeah I think that one really depends like who you are and what you really like to do and where you're going and all that let's see I think depending on the season I would have one great sundress love Doan so much mm-hmm. also Vintage sundresses are actually quite easy to find. I would recommend going on eBay or Etsy and looking up something along the lines of (laughs) vintage sundress. (laughs) (laughs) Or like if you want to get more specific, Edwardian era dress. You can find some really cute like lacy situations there. So those are, I would say, I would say a good sundress for summer is a staple. Love a pair of flip-flops. I feel like I'm now just kind of rambling on things. No, I love this is great. And then winter, I think a trench coat. Trenchy. Love a trenchy. Love a trenchy. Love a leather jacket and a blazer. I think, I, I feel like I listed out a lot of things, but... If you were to hang those all up in a closet, it wouldn't actually look like that much stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. But you can do so much with even those few things and rotate like a trench with a skirt instead of pants and like a pair of boots and then boom, it's a whole different look as opposed to a trench, a sweater, you know, jeans and boots. It's like you can really mo- like move things around. Yeah, exactly. So I would suggest mixing and matching literally a solid six things. And I mean, I have given away so many things in the last six months that I just don't reach for anymore and it stays the same like six to ten items that I just continue to roll through so I would say those are my go-to classics in my closet and would recommend them to others I love that this is your sign, everybody listening, to clean out your closet. Also, I am obsessed with cleaning out clean my it closet. Out. When you get rid of stuff, I swear, it just frees that energy up. And, yeah. like, you feel so much lighter. Yeah, I know. Without all that stuff. I had six trash bags of clothes when I yeah. moved. That I just was I, like, I don't even know what I got rid of. I just got rid of it all. And then you go back in your closet and you're like, I don't even notice a difference. I, I still have more to get anyway. rid of, yeah. I clean out my closet at least once a month yeah and I also love the idea that if you're not using it in your closet there's somebody else who could really need it and use it way more than you ever will so you know I think that's great too you don't need to have a surplus of like items that you're just never going to even look at so I agree and before we get into the listener questions how do you find your own style? Like what advice would you give to somebody who has no idea like how to find their own style? Um, I think that's tough because there's so much content 
of other people like shoved down our throats 24 7 that it's really hard to um kind of like block what everyone else is doing out and kind of just like sit with yourself and be like what do I actually enjoy what do I like to wear um so I think it's hard when you're being told to wear something on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is because you want to be trendy or like look like your favorite celebrity or whatever it is so my answer to that would be trial and error it has taken me I just turned 25 I feel like I have finally found my sweet spot of my style and it's my job like and I still have been struggling with finding who am I like in terms of clothes so I I think it takes just trying things and going through these eras that you know people talk about of wearing different things and I I just think it like you naturally will fall into it after trying so many different things out I feel like the more pressure you put on trying to find your style and trying to like be original and unique the more you there's just you know I don't know I, I think you have to just do it over and over again and then like you'll eventually find it does that make sense yeah I agree because also you don't know what you like and what you're comfortable in unless you try yeah exactly yeah otherwise you're just gonna be stuck like replicating which is totally great you know finding inspo from other people is amazing and that's how the world goes round you know is like other people inspiring other people but I I feel like you have to step away from the well what's she wearing I'm just gonna put that on you know you have to like okay let's look at my closet and see what's gonna work here and then wear it maybe you'll hate it maybe you'll love it and then you'll know this makes me want to go home and like clean out my closet again I know me too Okay, so we have some really great questions and we're gonna just kind of do, we'll go through all of them and it can be a short answer, it can be a long answer, whatever you prefer. Okay. I feel like I end up talking for like 10 minutes on each question because I just don't know where to stop. So feel free to just be like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. First question, what is your go-to vintage stores? Okay, Um, I would say 90% of the time, I'm shopping on eBay and Etsy. And like I said before, in order to like successfully shop on eBay and Etsy, you have to have a specific piece in mind. So let's say a client wants a long sundress with lace trim. Okay. Long sundress with lace trim. And then you're going to have to scroll through pages and pages until you find what you want. But there's so much good stuff there. And it's the stuff, here's a little secret, eBay is where a lot of people are buying and then reselling for way more expensive. So you might as well go straight to the source and actually, you know, it'll take a minute, but if you're diligent and scroll far enough, you'll find some gems. So I would say I'm on eBay for at least a client of mine who wears almost all vintage. That's like my main place where I find things, Etsy and eBay. Um, In terms of actual vintage stores in LA that I pull from for clients, I would say Opulent Addict is incredible. They have really rare um, designer runway gowns, dresses, tops, you name it, really cool things. So that's Opulent Addict. I pull a lot from Tab Vintage in LA. They have amazing things. Also have an archive that stylists can pull from for clients to try but they also have their own online store. It's just, I think, um, fewer and maybe different options that you can just buy straight from the website. I love New Vintage, N-O-U. Oh, I follow her on TikTok. Yeah, she's so cute and so funny, and she's just a joy to be around, but she also has amazing things. My other friend, Julia, millennial decorator for vintage shoes, bags, now watches she's doing a collab that drops soon i think um i would say those are my i'm always going back to those are probably my top few next question what is your favorite styling era that is not right now the 90s no maybe the 80s i think the 80s i personally am like obsessed with a big shoulder love love a shoulder pad love a big belt love big earrings love like the kind of crazy color blocking 
it's funny that I say that because 99% of the time I'm wearing like black, white, and beige and jean. So I love putting other people in, you know, those types of things because they have actual places to wear them to, (laughs) you know? So yeah, I would say like late 80s, early 90s is my favorite. What to splurge on and what to save on when it comes to clothing and accessories? Okay. I would say save your money and don't splurge on trends. Take it from me who has wasted a lot of money on splurging on trends. It's never worth it. You're probably going to regret it too. (laughs) So I would say avoid splurging on a trend. Instead, maybe find a vintage version of that Mew Mew thing that you really want or, you know, recreate your own version of the trend that's happening with things that you already have. Like they come and go so fast nowadays that you just can't keep up. It's like their trends come and go now in like a week, you know, it's crazy. So I would say don't splurge on trendy things. And then I would say splurge on, this is sounds like the easy answer, but it is true. Things that you know you'll be 50 years old and still be like, yes, that was a great purchase and I'll still wear that now. Whether that's an incredible purse, um, an incredible pair of simple black pumps or a really incredible pair of jeans. As long as you take care of your things, they can last an entire lifetime. So I would say for sure splurge on the things that are true classics like if that means keeping it to only black things only splurge on black then you know it'll be around forever black's never going to go out of style um so yeah i would say splurge on the things that you can picture yourself carrying or wearing in 10 20 30 40 years from now Hi guys, just taking a quick break from the show to hear from our sponsors today at Ritual. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know one of our favorite things to do is try new restaurants around Boston or find great places to eat out when we're traveling. But you know that feeling when you get all dressed up to meet your friends for dinner and then suddenly your stomach starts hurting and you feel so bloated that you just want to stay home and change into sweatpants? Getting an upset stomach out of nowhere is the worst feeling and the fastest way to ruin a night out. Luckily, Ritual created Symbiotic Plus for that exact reason, so you can get your stomach back on track without missing your dinner reservation. It's a three-in-one that contains clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. We do a lot of traveling and my favorite thing about Symbiotic Plus is that it's a super small mint flavored capsule that's so easy to carry around with me in my bag if I'm on a plane or going out to eat. And you don't need to refrigerate it at all. It's literally made to bring with you on the go. Including a postbiotic in your routine is something a lot of people don't know that's actually so beneficial for your stomach. It provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthy gut barrier. So it's really a win-win. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering our listeners 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. What is something that you splurged on that you regret? Like for me, I didn't I, this was like so long ago. I was in high school, but I bought what? Like the ugliest thing the in the Gucci whole Gucci sneakers? No, well, those, but the Gucci backpack. She's like, oh, that's number two. No, that's literally number two. The Gucci, the Gucci backpack. backpack. With the gold bees on it. No. Uh, Stop it. I, like, why? I can't even see you carrying that. No. I, like, thought it was, like, so cool because I was like, oh, I can, like, bring it to school, like, as a backpack. But, like, what the You're heck? Like, Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, that's a good one. But that, exactly, like, maybe if it was just a classic little, you know, something, you would still have it. (laughs) Wait, before you answer, you know what's crazy for me? I feel like I have made three really big purchases that I would say when I made them, I was like, I knew that it was the right thing to do when I bought my tennis necklace when I bought my Rolex and when I bought my Chanel bag mine I would say what was great was my Chanel bag I do want to get a watch and I haven't gotten one yet. but those things I'm like I don't know why for some reason it was I thought after I'm like okay that was so much money 
but I wear them all the time. I've They're never gotten sick pieces, of them. Yeah. But why was it so easy for me to just like buy random bags that added up to the price of one of those items? Mm-hmm. But I thought that it was like, there's been so yeah. many things that I've bought that I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. I mean, I feel the exact same way. I actually now want to go back in time and edit my answer. Jewelry or timepieces are for sure worth, well, classic jewelry and classic watches and stuff I think is worth, you know, for like milestones. It's not obviously your everyday purchase, but I think like something that you've really thought about and sat on, whether it's jewelry or watch is like for sure worth it, you know, to treat yourself and like as a, like I said, a milestone type And then you can pass it down Um, into your grandkids and your kids and stuff. Yeah. Okay. What do I regret? You know, I, I think you'll laugh at this because- I had a phase where I think I bought the Amina Mawadis in like every Emily, single color. <laughs> I was gonna cut you off you and guys. say, before you say it, is it your Amina Mawadi collection? I don't know why, I think I'm psychic <laughs> because the whole time you I'm are. like thinking I'm like Amina Mawadi, all I can picture You're like, she's gonna say are, is your picture on Instagram and it was like the orange ones, the blue ones. I had like yeah. purple, like purple yeah guys the Amina Mawadi things I don't know if they're still in a phase but those that was insane for you guys I remember you guys always wearing those shoes Emily shows me those I know no but I know you guys would always wear them like love love Amina Mawadi her as a human I don't know her but I just mean like as a fashion icon but she makes incredible shoes and still does like I still love her shoes I don't know why I decided to buy um, a Skittles bag in terms of colors. Every like, color. Taste the rainbow. That's what we're talking about. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. And they're a splurge. Like, they're they're a splurge. And I think that is probably my biggest regret. But I think maybe... You know what? I, I like, attribute it to the fact that maybe it was when I first started working, making my money. I was like, I love this. I love this. They were low-key <laughs> hard to get. So when you did get it and you they got were. a certain you're color, like, you're like, I have to get it because it's never going to be, yes. like, I'm never going to be able to get it. They were hard yeah. to get. So I think, yeah, they were like, real, oh my God, a size 39, nice try. Mm-hmm. Immediately sold out. So yeah, I think, the, and like I said, I really do love Amina Mawadi shoes, but I just don't know why I had to buy literally every color in the rainbow of like the PVC ones. Like, I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> So I would say that is my biggest splurge regret, but yeah. Okay. Who is your dream client? If you feel comfortable sharing. It's not that I don't feel comfortable sharing. This sounds so cheesy, but I feel like where I am right now, I have worked with people and brands and things that if you had told me two years ago that I would be styling these people and like doing what I'm doing, I probably wouldn't believe you. Yeah. I have for sure styled people who I've looked up to a really long time and I've already styled dream clients of mine, which is really cool to say. Um, I would say I, who is my dream client? Hmm. I don't know. And I feel like just recently when you styled Sophia Richie Grange, like that was yeah. huge. Yeah, that was definitely huge. So it's huge. okay if you can't think of anyone right now because I feel yeah, like you I feel, I just honestly, styled like one of the most iconic people yeah. of this era right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was for sure a client that I've always wanted to work with. Um, and yeah, I feel really like lucky that I got to work with her. Um, I would say she was for sure a dream client. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the next, you know, dream client, but we'll get back to you on that. (laughs) And last question, must have designer bags. You could give like three examples because I know people always ask like if somebody's saving up their money and they want to buy a designer bag and they want to splurge, what would be your top three designer bags that you'd recommend? I'm going to go in levels. Mm Mm-hmm of maybe price point? Yes. First of all, I would say, I think it's really smart to splurge on a bag that's not covered in logos. 
as like your first designer bag just because there isn't a huge Gucci or like Chanel on the bag doesn't make it any less special, you know? For instance, right now, I'm not really finding myself splurging on the type of things that have the logo everywhere. Um, I'm obsessed. These are, I, I should not have said that I'm starting by price point because these are definitely a major splurge, but I think the row has the most beautiful bags with no branding. Um, maybe it's like a tiny little embossed, like the row symbol, but I would say their half moon bag, their little mini nineties bag is amazing. Um, I think, you know, they get really, really expensive when you get into the bigger bags from them and the ones that are woven and have more details to them. So I would say that those are for sure worth the splurge, incredible quality. They go with everything and just love. I would say also Reformation actually just came out with a bag line. I saw those, like the shoulder ones. I just styled a shoot um, using one of like the huge oversized totes, which is a really big trend that we've kind of seen from like Saint Laurent and from Kate and um, the row, like, you know, these huge hobo bags that are for sure actually going back to trends for the fall. That'll be a big one, I think. Um, but so anyway, Reformation makes a really high quality, amazing, like brandless bag, few bags. And I would say that those are great. I think the price points are from like 300 to 900 maybe. So they're not cheap at all, but, um, I think they're a really great price point if you want something that feels super luxurious, but you're not spending thousands. And then lastly, this speaking of like big purchase milestone purchases i just bought myself a 1975 hermes kelly bag which oh my god send me a picture when we get off i need to see like where is she i'll show you when we're done oh my god i spent months looking for one for a great price great condition all that and like i you know 1975 obviously it's gonna have some wear to it which is what i wanted but I would say that if you're wanting like something super, super special, I think going vintage for like a really rare bag is smart and do your research about it. And if you really love it, then think about splurging on it, but maybe not as like a first bag, but (laughs) you know what I mean? I think like, you know, like you're saying, watch or tennis necklace, something that's like, wow to you. I would say that's my favorite splurge I've ever made. So I'll throw that into the purse category, 1975 Hermes. So that's that. I love that. You guys, why do I feel like I didn't answer any of these questions properly? You did. And everybody better have had their notepad out. Yeah, You gave such great tips and advice. Yeah, that was great. I just loved being able to hear your, even though I know it, but hear your story and just have known you from before you started doing what you're doing. Also, people were wondering how we met. We met through Instagram DM. Instagram. I remember I saw you in like 2019 posted, reposted onto Heavy Manners account right when Heavy Manners came out. And I clicked on your profile and I was like, she's so chic. I like her vibe. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I'm like, I love this girl's <laughs> you vibe. Sent me, you sent me the picture of you wearing this pink chrome hearts long sleeve, right? Yeah. Or cor- You're wearing like a, a chrome neck. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting on a couch. You're sitting You're on a couch. couch. And she like, sends me girl. that picture and she was like, I love this girl. So then I obviously started <gasps> following you because Maggie loved you. Oh my God, you guys. And then I remember you DM'd me about this like sweater, this like butter yellow sweater from Windsor. And you were like, I love this. And then we just honestly, ever since then, it was like. Yeah. Done. Done deal. Signed, sealed, delivered. For some reason, when I hear the year 2019, I still think like, oh, that's last year. Like, I don't know. I know. It's Can you believe that 2019 is almost five years ago? Wait, no. No, that's absurd. Wait. It yeah. is almost five years ago. Almost five years. It's it crazy. Five. No, almost. And like in 2019, I remember 
I don't know. It just is like life has gone by so fast. Like I'm going to be 27. How scary is Ugh. that? Like, how is that possible? I honestly? know. No, seriously. It's just crazy. It's so crazy. But it's so fun to be able to sit with you guys and do this podcast, especially because I feel like we've had so many conversations surrounding what I do. And you have you guys have both seen me in so many different phases of not only just like my job, but my life, you know? So it's really cute to like sit here and kind of reminisce and talk about it. <laughs> I know. It makes me like emotional. I so was anyway. so excited for this episode though. Me too. And I know that everyone listening is going to love it. So Yay. thank you guys that all so much so for tuning in. And Emily, thank you for coming on the show. And you can... Of course. Let Thank everybody know me. like where they can find you on okay. Instagram, like all your socials and stuff like that. Okay. Um, my Instagram is Emily Lafitte, E-M-I-L-Y-L-A-F-I-T-T-E. No, it's not Emily Lafitte, but that'd be cute because of my job. No, it's Lafitte. Um, and then my website is emilylafittestyle.com. And I feel like that's kind of all I do. I don't have anything else (laughs) I don't think so that's me (laughs) and yeah thank you so much for having me and you guys can listen to the podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows follow Emma and I on all the social medias Emma McDonald Maggie McDonald and we will see you guys next week love Love ya bye. bye